Tom Swarbrick on LBC. 4.45, let's get away from the stramash of British politics and straight to the stramash across the Atlantic with his American Week, Simon Marks. Well, exactly, Tom. I know you've all had a busy and political 24 hours there, but this was the American week when the political story here took a sudden turn. It's been accompanied by all sorts of dramatic language, even though it's long been anticipated. But when the news landed on Monday night, all hell broke loose. This is CNN Breaking News. We have breaking news to report on a historic Supreme Court decision that could determine the legality of abortion in all 50 states. A leak given to Politico reporters now confirmed by a couple of other journalists along with documentation. We have huge breaking news tonight and I can't even believe I'm going to tell you what I'm about to tell you. But in a highly, indeed, as far as I can tell, utterly unprecedented leak from the Supreme Court, Politico has obtained... What they say is an initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Alito showing the Supreme Court striking down Roe versus Wade. Anderson Cooper on CNN, Larry O'Connor on WMAL Radio and Chris Hayes, who somehow managed to find the words to convey the news to his left-leaning audience on MSNBC. He is wrong about the leak being utterly unprecedented. The Supreme Court has suffered many leaks in the past at the hands of law clerks working for justices, even once at the hands of a typesetter in the print shop where court documents are prepared. But this is a big deal. There is no more polarizing an issue in America than abortion. Roe versus Wade is the landmark 1973 ruling that has kept abortion legal from coast to coast for five decades. And now it appears to be on the eve of being overturned. It's starting to be a great deal that we're going to, after 50 years, decide a woman does not have a right to choose. President Biden on Tuesday morning leaving the White House for Alabama and recognizing it was a new dawn for his administration. The idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court I think goes way overboard. The Chief Justice of the United States focused on the leak. John Roberts confirmed the authenticity of the document, a draft ruling that suggests the Republican-appointed majority on the nine-member court is preparing to strike down Roe versus Wade. He called the leak an egregious betrayal. It was appalling, he said, and he ordered an immediate investigation to find out who done it. Speculation is now Washington's 24-hour parlor game. Did it come from a Democratic Party sympathizer working within the Supreme Court building in a bid to galvanize opposition to the move? Could it have been a Republican, perhaps even one of the justices themselves, seeking to head off efforts by moderates to dilute the draft opinion? Might it have fallen into the hands of the website Politico as a result of a computer hack? We don't know, but whatever the case, it had an immediate impact. Protesters descended on the Supreme Court night and day. By Thursday, a fence had been put up to protect the building from furious abortion rights activists. 
this being one of our enumerated rights, if this goes away, that sets a precedent for more. It's concerning for so many of us because we're worried about the future of this country. We're worried about how people will get access to care. We're worried about the millions of people who deserve healthy relationships to their doctors, to their healthcare professionals as they get criminalized and attacked by our government. Now, every movement needs a leader, and the news of the Supreme Court leak led to a sudden reanimation of the nation's vice president. Women's rights in America are under attack. Kamala Harris sensing this is her moment, an opportunity to try and shake off record low approval ratings that show the country dislikes her even more than President Biden. If the court overturns Roe v. Wade, it will be a direct assault on freedom on the fundamental right of self-determination to which all Americans are entitled. Roe protects the right to access abortion. It also protects a woman's right to make decisions about what she does with her own body. Now let's pause to examine exactly what the Supreme Court ruling will mean if it is indeed the justice's final decision, and we won't know that for another couple of months. But if they do overturn Roe versus Wade, they won't be making abortion illegal. They will simply be saying it's up to America's individual 50 states to decide for themselves. They will get to set and enforce their own abortion laws without outside interference. Texas, Mississippi and a dozen other states have already either enacted highly restrictive abortion laws or prepared so-called trigger laws that will restrict access to abortion the moment the Supreme Court ruling is confirmed. We want Oklahoma to be the most pro-life state in the country. Uh, We want to outlaw abortion in the state of Oklahoma. Republican Governor Kevin Stitt of Oklahoma, who this week, right after the Supreme Court leak, signed a new law banning abortion in the state after a pregnancy's first six weeks and sending a clear message to lawyers and abortion rights activists from Democrat strongholds like New York and San Francisco. I know this bill will be challenged immediately by liberal activists uh, from the coast who always seem to want to come in and dictate a mandate and challenge our way of life here in the state of Oklahoma. The most important thing is to take a stand and protect the unborn and protect life. Let's stay with Oklahoma for a moment. It seems likely that we're heading towards two Americas. Democrat strongholds, mostly in the North, where abortion will continue to be legal, and Republican strongholds, like Oklahoma, mostly in the South, where it will be outlawed, leaving millions of women scrambling, especially those without the funds to travel. The governor there said the state's laws are all about protecting life. But as Tom found out earlier this week, that principle is not universally applied in Oklahoma. It's a dangerous road to go down to say, my life is worth living, but some other life is not equal to mine and is not worth living. That's Jim Olson, a Republican member of the state's legislature who wrote one of the new restrictive laws and whose hypocrisy was unearthed on Wednesday on this very program. Does Oklahoma have the death penalty by, by, by chance? Yes, if you commit a severe crime in Oklahoma, that could happen to you. And we do that 
based ultimately on the Bible. That severe so crimes why aren't, with respect, are so, so grievous. I understand that, that. But why aren't you then advocating that if all human life is equal and all has value to get rid of the death penalty? Okay, all innocent life has equal value. Just a reminder, as he wraps himself up in the Bible, there is a legal separation here between church and state. This is not officially a Christian country. And you certainly couldn't find much Christian charity this week in the Midwestern state of Ohio. Take a listen to Gene Schmidt, a member of the state assembly there, proposing a bill to ban abortions even in the case of rape. And I'm going to play this at length because this is the America that's coming. Rape is a difficult issue and it emotionally scars the individual all or in part for the rest of their life just as child abuse does. But if a baby is created it is a human life and whether that mother ends that pregnancy or not the scars will not go away. It is a shame that it happens, but there's an opportunity for that woman, no matter how young or old she is, to make a determination about what she's going to do to help that life be a productive human being. She can choose to raise the child. She can choose to give that child to a loving family member or to give it to someone else. And that child can grow up and be something magnificent, a wonderful family person, a cure cancer, etc. And just because you have emotional scars doesn't give you the right, right to take the life. I will note without comment that the city she represents in Ohio is called Loveland. On the steps of the Supreme Court this week, abortion rights demonstrators have been venting their fury at President Biden's Democratic Party. After all, it controls the White House, the Senate and the House of Representatives. How can more than a dozen American states now be on the brink of returning to the Dark Ages? One prominent Democrat, Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, headed to the protest zone and succeeded in getting the chant changed. We are not going back. Not ever. No. So say it with me. We are not going back. We are not going back. Not ever. Not ever. Much better, but no chant will change the political reality Democrats face. There are nine seats on the Supreme Court. Justices serve for life, and with six Republican appointees on the bench, three of them sent there by former President Donald Trump alone, Democrats must brace themselves for a slew of decisions that will alter American society for decades to come. They seem to think that because 69% of the public tell pollsters they want to keep Roe versus Wade in place, that they can win the battle for public opinion, vital ahead of this November's midterm elections. So Charles Schumer, the Democrats' leader in the Senate, says next Wednesday he will hold a vote to enshrine a women's right to choose into federal law. I intend to file cloture on this vital legislation Monday, which would set up a vote for Wednesday. Republicans will have two choices. They can own the destruction of women's rights 
or they can reverse course and work to prevent the damage. Count me as skeptical that they'll do the latter. Republicans have been on the wrong side of history and the wrong side of America. Now, there are multiple problems with that. First, the vote is doomed, and not just because of the Republicans. In a 50-50 Senate, at least one Democrat has already insisted he won't back the legislation. Senator Joe Manchin from the conservative state of West Virginia. We've talked about him before. He's riding high in the polls back at home precisely because he eschews many of the Democrats' progressive positions. But the vote itself raises another question. Why haven't the Democrats acted before? Why didn't it happen when Barack Obama or Bill Clinton were in charge? After all, at times during their presidencies, they both had Democratic Party majorities in Congress they could rely on. No, it is way too late. The horse has bolted, the stable door is wide open. And Republicans, like Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas, are celebrating the fact that a 50-year struggle to overturn Roe and restrict women's rights is now on the brink of victory. He's confident Republican grassroots supporters are just as galvanized by the planned Supreme Court ruling as the Democrats. They're saying that this is going to motivate so many of their far-left progressive voters. Well, what do they think it will do to millions and millions of devout pro-life activists who have toiled in the vineyards for years to protect innocent unborn children to finally see the fruits of their labor? Our voters are going to be galvanized this fall if this opinion is, in fact, the final decision of the court. Things are going to move rapidly now. By the end of the summer, women across the South may either have to risk backstreet abortions and prosecution or find the money or charitable support to convey them north for the procedure. Companies doing business in states where abortion is outlawed will come under enormous pressure to withdraw. That's one reason Amazon this week told employees it will pay up to $4,000 a year in travel expenses for anyone needing medical treatment they cannot find in their home state. And that, by the way, is also going to stoke inflation. More rollbacks may lie ahead. Will the Supreme Court target the legal right to contraception or the legal right to same-sex marriage? We don't know, but they might. And we also don't know very much about Donald Trump's response to all of this. Even though he cemented the Republican majority on the Supreme Court, uncharacteristically, he's withholding comment until the final opinion is promulgated. If only the former governor of Arkansas could shed some light on it for us. Hi, this is Mike Huckabee. Isn't it amazing how so much that President Trump said still rings true? But schools and the media don't want our kids to hear anything positive. And that's why my team created the Kids Guide to President Trump. It'll teach your kids all about President Trump's accomplishments and his vision for America. And I want you to have it for free. Well, that's a bit of luck because I wasn't going to pay for it. But it's good to know you can get something for nothing. Although soon, in the American South, Tom, certainly not a safe legal abortion for love nor money. From Washington, D.C., live for LBC with his American Week, Simon Marks.